Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This podcast is brought to you by StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world, and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage and microgrid solutions. And KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. everyone and welcome back to the out of spec podcast today we have a full house as you can see if you're tuning in online joining us to bid adieu to 2023 and say hello to 2024 the new year i'm your host francie and today i'm joined by a lot of people who you typically see in front of the camera on the out of spec team kyle max ryan out of spec dave colton and jordan and thank you all for joining me of course we want to thank other parts of the team that really help the day-to-day out of spec happen but folks who maybe aren't in front of the camera as often like Alyssa, margaret andrew and the others who help us out big time to do what we do all year long. I have a bunch of dudes on my podcast. It would be great if there are some other chicks here, but alas, we're still going to get sentimental. All right. So first off, I want to start just because out of spec Dave has only a a minute before he has to hop off with his busy, busy schedule. And Dave, I want to know what were your biggest highlights for out of spec Dave this year, 2023? Yeah. And thank you. I appreciate that. I I have a, I'm out here in, in, in sunny Florida although it's nighttime and uh, I've got a big table dinner I uh, just ordered. So I'll, I'll stay on for a little bit and then I'll jump. I, I think the, the actually, big- Hey dad, can I, before you go, I have some stats I'd like to share with everyone okay. about your channel in 2023, okay. which is you had, I don't want to go too crazy in the view number, but you had 3.1 million views on your channel in really? 2023, which is pretty crazy. And, of those 3.1 million people, the average watch time was nine minutes and 12 seconds. So you've captured, imagine stopping 3.1 million people and then making them wait for nine minutes. That's what you've done. So that is pretty, wow. that's a lot of time. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is that is pretty crazy. Um and then uh I, I don't know how many videos I put up this year, but I I know it was you know close to 150 or so i don't know it was it was a lot but um you know francis just to answer your question i think the the thing that i am most proud of this year is the fact that i am just consistently putting content up there that i seemingly enjoy making and people seemingly uh, although when you get a when you get a video that tanks boy that's no fun right you know it's like oh i gotta put another one up tomorrow but you know just just the consistency of this and and a lot of people are like oh do you do this full time i'm like no i i work full time and i'm doing this and i i think the thing is that is is good for me is i'm just enjoying it right i'm really having a good time i do enjoy the editing I'm not I'm not super fast at it, but it you know, but I do enjoy that um, quite a bit. And then I think from a, a highlight standpoint, without a doubt, being asked to go cover the F one fifty Lightning Black Edition was insane. It was crazy. It was like a real marketing product launch. And they were, you know, it was it was a very heavy duty corporate event, and there were all these people, and they they walked me into this into this studio in Brooklyn, and all I had was me and my iPhone, and I was like, and meanwhile, some of these other people were there with steady cams and all these different things. I'm like, I am way out over my skis here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just remember Kyle telling me, Dad, just be yourself, right? And and I and I and that's what I did. And and I think that actually the video came out pretty well and it was a very cool event to see kind of the inner workings of of a, a major corporate uh, product launch i'd never seen anything like that so that was exciting for me I, I really enjoyed that very cool yeah exciting highlight big event big ev in the ev space makes sense that that would be so exciting are you looking forward to something specific in 2024 out of spec dave um, yeah, I, I think so. I, I want to try to keep things a little bit more relevant, uh, to, um, the masses, if you will. And I know that, you know, for, to a large extent, I've been, I've been buying, um, lots and lots of different cars and playing the EV tax credit game, um, you know, with, um, with new cars uh, over the last, you know, few years or so. This year, I'm, I think I'm going to do something a little different, and I'm going to go um, down market and get into what is it like to be buying a, a used EV and, and one that is relatively inexpensive to try to, to try and help out, you know, some people that maybe are starting out just right out of college or they want a third car or a daily driver. And I know we talk about this a lot, but I, I'm really seriously uh, going to be trying to go down that path uh, as well. And then the other thing is, I, I think that um, just because right now I own two Teslas, uh, I've been sort of covering a lot of Tesla material. And, and now that my Model X is out in Colorado, um, you know, with Kyle, I've been renting cars and, and I think I'm going to try to keep, you know, seeing what's going on with, with CCS. One of the most interesting things I want to check out this year is what happens when these manufacturers of CCS vehicles 
start supporting NACs, right, through their adapters and what's that going to be like. And I, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing from a rate your charge standpoint, but just more from how is it all going to work out. So, you know, renting cars or maybe some of the viewers that have them that that maybe would like to collaborate with me, I think it's going to be an exciting 2024. There's so much going on and there's so many um, so many things to, to do and cover. Awesome. Plenty to look forward to. Well, thank you, Out of Spec Day. Feel free to hang out, but if you have to go, sure. we understand. We'll miss you. Um, I love how the lights just shut off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, gone. See you later. Uh, it's like, I'm the, out of here. The car just kind of <laughs> shut off on me. So with that, with that, I will say goodbye because I don't want to get in trouble. But I wish everybody a, a great podcast here and a great year. Um, Francie, it's, it's super great having you on uh, the channel and the podcast and the consistency. Max, I love doing the um, out-of-spec guide videos. I know we haven't done one in a while. We'll keep doing that. Mac, you know, um, Ryan, you're awesome with the rate your charge thing. Um, Jordan, good to have you back. And Colton, I don't know. I, I don't know. How, you know, you're just the man, right? You're the man. So, and uh, I'm not going to say anything about Kyle because um, that would be unfair. But anyway, everybody take care. Enjoy the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you all in 2024. Thank you, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Have a great night. Okay. Well, we've we've well, said bye to that's Dave. Over with. <laughs> we'll miss him. <laughs> Maybe thing- some people don't realize, but we had uh, like a group call. I don't even know how you would describe it. We all got together and just talked business for a little bit. And he was he is so sappy. He he, he just is. he he loves talking about how much he appreciates working with us. Meanwhile, we just all fight all day long. So I don't know what he's talking about, but so you know. my, my, my dad is also named Dave and he does the exact same thing. So it's a dad thing or a Dave thing or an, a dad, Dave. I don't know, but same exact thing. Right. Colton, don't you think he's like, I so appreciate working with you. And it's so nice. But meanwhile, the, all of us were like, all right, we need to be better at this topic and you suck. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. He's kind. Yeah, he, he, he is kind. He's the nicest person I know. That's for sure. Yeah. He's got a big heart, which we love. And I kind of want to, you know, we got Dave in, but something that I wanted to do was go over kind of the big highlights of 2023 in the EV space that I could think of kind of off the top of my head and then have y'all fill in some of the blanks of what I miss. Of course, in terms of public charging, which we cover a lot, essentially all automakers have adopted plans to introduce the North American charging standard into their future EV models. And this happened, of course, after Tesla opened it up, dubbed it the standard of North America because they have the audacity to do just that. And, you know, everyone went along with it so far. Essentially everyone. Public EV charging companies really jumped on it, but the automakers took their time announcing their plans, making their agreements with Tesla, with VW rolling in at the end of this year. We saw a lot of new EV models come out on the market. We saw some old models begin to leave the market. Lithium prices hit an all-time low after hitting an all-time high last year. The first NEVI-funded, that's the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program-funded site, went live outside of Columbus, Ohio at a pilot travel center, and then plenty, plenty more. So I'm going to pass it off to y'all to tell me your big highlights of the news, not necessarily what you experienced, but like the big stuff that you think happened in this industry that you were like, cool, cool to watch that unfold in front of my eyes. Who wants to go first? (laughs) I'd like to go first. And for me, it was actually something that you brought up and was pretty recent was Volkswagen Group finally making the decision to move over to Nax. And 
I've been running Rate Your Charge, and I've unfortunately been there every single day. And every single day, I see dozens of people really frustrated with CCS infrastructure. And it's a bummer to see just that volume of people just frustrated with things. I've seen uh, plenty of instances of people who are just fed up to the point where they're just done with getting an EV and they switch back to ICE. And that's really unfortunate because I think there's a lot of things that EVs are really fantastic at and a lot of people uh, fit that use case. So finally seeing Volkswagen Group as like the last domino to fall was really amazing to see. And it makes me pretty optimistic about the future of electric vehicles and the adoption of it. I would say Ryan was I don't want to say single-handedly, but very influential in getting the whole NAX movement to happen, now J3400, because we put the data to it. You know, everyone was like, charging sucks. Okay, we created Rate Your Charge a year ago, pretty much. We forced the issue with videos, with, you know, getting data for websites to write about our data inside EVs, referencing it, Electric, others, Clean Technica, constantly referencing our Rate Your Charge user check-ins. Um, we made public charging a a real topic that, you know, we love electric, we are all in, but this is not going to work unless charging is reliable. And that's why we started Rate Your Charge. And I actually think it's time to kind of shut down Rate Your Charge. And we haven't really shared any of this publicly, but in my eyes, it's kind of done its job. Now, that's not to say we expect it to be, you know, speed bump free or issue free into the future. I just think Ryan spends a insane amount of time collecting data, analyzing data, reading, honestly, a lot of negative data, and, <laughs> and like angry people all day. It can't be fun. You know, and forming these massive reports that I think they've kind of done their job. And so what I think Rate Your Charge needs to do is to morph into something different. We still want people to check in. They can tag us on Twitter. That's fine. We may not be reposting them or even logging a lot of the data anymore. I think we have an automatic logger now that kind of does a lot of stuff, but I don't really know how that yeah, some AI. You just throw AI out there and it, it'll do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's time to shut down Rate Your Charge and just keep it as like an emergency alert system. So uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, Amber Alert, we can be like, oh, major EA, EA Tesla supercharging site went offline in Baker this week, which was crazy. And because the power went off in Baker. So. I like yeah. the analogy between a power outage and a child being abducted. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, in my eyes, this is the same level of importance, okay? <laughs> but yes, I, I get it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pivot from there and throw it over to Colton. <laughs> Colton, what was the headline that stuck out for you this year? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, kind of no surprise for me was Cybertruck being launched. Um I, you know, going to the factory with Kyle was just one of the coolest experiences I've had. I know Kyle's been to multiple factories and done launch events like this, but for me, this was, I guess, my first one really. And uh, yeah, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I went into it hating the Cybertruck and came out with like really, really wanting one and my wife telling me, absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun trip. We flew to Austin. We made a whole video vlog of us. Uh, I guess we could just call it a vlog. Going to pick up the Cybertruck, or not pick up, but go check out the Cybertruck unveiling event. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think also uh, what's been cool to me with Colton, at least, is Colton runs a business, you know, clear detailing, and there's so much overlap between our viewers and your business. Uh, Every time I'm there, there's another R1S that's from a viewer. I mean, it's just the amount of Rivians that you've done has been insane. Uh, and, and other cars, we had like our friend Dave who brought out his yellow I4. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had viewers from, I don't even know, Kentucky, California, Utah, uh, from all over the country bring their cars to your shop. And I get to meet them because I'm just swinging by the shop and then your viewers dropping off their lucid air from wherever. And it's been so cool to interact. So how, does that actually happen often where viewers are like bringing their cars in for detailing how does that all play out? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the being a part of out of spec and having, you know, a detailing channel, I think has totally and completely changed my business. Um, I do not advertise whatsoever. Pretty much every single customer as of late are, yeah, viewers. Um, I've got a V60 Polestar sitting downstairs right now. Huge viewer of... He, you know, he actually purchased it off of Kyle's video of him reviewing one. He's like, I gotta have one of these. So it's super cool to meet all of these folks. And, you know, like the Kentucky people, we were able to go out to dinner with them. And, you know, David's an awesome dude with the I-4 and he, you know, sent us little dog toys for the out-of-spec doggos. Like, it's just so cool to be able to interact with these people instead of just a, a transaction of, yeah, you detail my car, here's money. You know, getting in, more involved with these people is super, super cool. And getting to put a face to comments and things like that is just awesome. Speaking of, Francie, we have to meet Diane, is it? Yes. Shout out to Diane. Diane has my, been my, a day one homie in the comments of the podcast and I started <laughs> since I started. We've emailed and um, she and her husband have an R1T and she just sent me photos recently. They had it out on the beach in the sand and it looks awesome. So yeah, shout out to Diane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Francie's always talking about Diane. It's like her, her number one buddy. And so, <laughs> yeah. So Diane, she, she reads, that's the one thing Francie does is she reads every comment oh, where I, I will read for the first hour or so I'll skim through, make sure I didn't like mess up anything majorly in the video. Um, but you read everything, Francie. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I do. I do do that <laughs> for better or for worse. Okay. I'm going to pass it off to Max. Max, what was the headline that really stuck out for you this year? Yeah. First off, I just also want to give a shout out to Diane. She's in the out of spec guide comments. <laughs> also huge supporter. Diane, great hearing from you and all the <laughs> other commenters too. I don't read every comment, but I do, I do my best to look at them. Uh, but yeah, I think highlight of this year, it's not really a single news story or press release for me. It's the trend generally of affordability in EVs becoming reality. And this happened for numerous reasons. Tesla had massive price cuts. And then you also had, I think just a more, accessible uh, tax credits kind of come online. Of course, the tax credit situation is really complicated, and it's not the single thing that's making EVs affordable. And yes, you have people worried about the electric car market because EVs are sitting on dealer lots, all of that, yada, yada. I think as a consumer, 
all of this is good news because if you want an electric car, you actually have leverage now. There is inventory, there is supply. Used electric cars have gotten really cheap. This was the year that I adopted an electric car because I you know, found one that worked for me and so did my girlfriend. And the sad thing for me is that it's depreciated even more, but that's great for people who are in the market now because if you're willing <laughs> right. to get Not a- Not only is it out- sad, Max, you texted me the other day and you said, holy shit, I've lost so much money on this car. <laughs> it was, it was, it's kind of scary, but hey, that's cars for you. And uh, when you think about like, hey, if you're willing, look, like you're an early adopter, you're watching this video, you're okay with 180 miles of range in your e-tron or a Polestar 2. I mean, it's an awesome time in the market for you. Or of course, a used Model 3 or something like that. It's just the market has become so much more accessible from where it was a year ago. And that's for many reasons. And I like seeing that a lot. Uh, and I'm hoping that becomes more of a trend with newer EVs. I think the downside, or to me, like the low uh, point of this year has been uh, my disappointment in seeing everything GM related, because I have really high hopes for like General Motors, uh, you know, with the success of the Bolt. I know Ryan had a Bolt before, my girlfriend drives one, uh, the Ultium platform has been super exciting. Kyle, you really like the Hummer. I mean, like, there's a lot of good engineering and stuff going on, and yet we have seen recently, right, a ton of uh, just bad press for the recent vehicles that have come out. GM seems to be, I don't know, I don't see that many Cadillac Lyrics in Colorado. I've maybe seen one. I haven't seen any Blazer EVs. I don't know if they can make enough of these. I'm just worried because like here is a, you know, like a, a, a venerable American car company, and they seem to be really struggling. And I'm not trying to short GM here. I have no automaker stock. I'm just like, what is going on? It's It, it seems like all of their EV plans are unraveling. And I think it's really sad. I look forward to them hopefully bringing the Bolt back with you know LFP batteries and things like that, focusing on affordability, EVs like Equinox actually coming out. And I'm just still skeptical based off everything I've seen about that this year. So that to me has been kind of the big disappointment. Ryan, you just did a podcast with Francie on some GM stuff, but in general, I know like our friend Kevin was had a press car of a Equinox or a Blazer EV, and it broke down on him because there's a interoperability issue between EA and GM stuff and um like bricking cars, like a Hummer EV was also bricked in the same way. And but they had software bugs. Do you know what the latest is? Do you, are they gonna get their they, you know what in order? <laughs> They issued a stop, a stop sale, so uh, I think they realized that there are some very significant problems. Um, I'm very concerned about how they're going to address it. Um, it seems like a lot of it is like fundamental software stuff, and that was like kind of their big push this year. It's like, oh, we're not going to use Apple CarPlay. We're going to make our own great system. Um, but. We'll we'll see. Hopefully the stop sale is not too long, and hopefully they're able, they're able to iron out the kinks. But I, I'd have to agree with Max that it's not looking super great this year. Yeah, I think Max gets a good insight into the affordability because on Out of Spec Guide, you know, you explain all the tax incentives. You're looking at really what kind of you know affordability, what value that customers and just consumers can get if they're coming onto the EV market. So you do a lot of great work over there, Max. So make sure to check. Max out on the Out of Spec Guide channel, too, if you haven't already, listeners. All right, passing the ball over to Jordan. Jordan, I know you're feeling a little sick tonight, but hopefully you can rally and tell me what your favorite headline or kind of bummer headline, whatever it is, was of the year. Well, and Jordan's back. That's the biggest headline. 
That is the biggest headline. Is that the title of this podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan's back, baby. (laughs) Let me start. Let me start with this is my first ever gear out of spec without being involved in a vehicle crash. So let's just put that out there. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Wait, we still got a few days left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm knocking on this huge wood. Don't get in the car with Max, please. (laughs) Yeah. Or me. I had the accident the first year with Jordan in the car. That's right. New Year's Eve 2021, I was sitting there doing an accident report with a glass of wine, and then New Year's hit me and Connellus were like, all right, cheers. Back to the accident report. (laughs) So, much Uh, better. The wine did not cause the accident. No, 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 no. This is much after when we were like, wow, this is sad. We should should at least have some wine. We We had a hit and run where we were driving on the highway. A Tacoma sort of lost control and slammed into the side of our test car we had a press car a jeep grand wagon right we had like the first one (laughs) and yeah it was a pre-production car and we literally left it on the side of i-25 because there was a winter storm no no tow trucks were operating and so here we are leaving like a prototype in the middle of the freaking highway and and that blew up on tiktok especially locally and everyone knew about it we were the people that crashed the grand wagoneer (laughs) And we were on our way to film with it the first. So we, we were like, oh, we got to film something. So we filmed like our most viral TikTok of the time. So <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Um, but yeah, still miserable. But no, you're right. Um, I'm back. And so I haven't haven't been able to do a, a ton this year as of yet. But, you know, huge highlights included uh, Volkswagen ID7 in France for sure. Um, I showed up to that first time really being in France and sit down. The, the nine journalists came from around the world and I sit down and Across the table from me is Tom Malagny, and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in a while. So we just buddied up the whole trip. They had us pair up, and so we're like, well, obviously we're pairing up. And we had a great time. Um, You can go check out our videos on that. We were in each other's videos, just having a good time with this ID7 that is hopefully coming to our shores at some point. Of course, Volkswagen showed us off the wagon version that we're not getting in the U.S., so that's a bit disappointing. But uh, yeah, that, that was for sure a highlight. Of course, the LA Auto Show with Francie and Colton was a blast, and Kyle and um, driving around this manual M3, which is the opposite of out-of-spec reviews content, but <laughs> that's what got us to get to all the little reviews things, like the uh, the Audi SQ8 thing that we just put up. And there's a yeah, I don't lot. think people realize that, like, <laughs> when we go to a city to do a bunch of cars, like we need like a crew car to like get around, and we usually try and get something that we can do a review on but we like especially in LA during LA auto show we knew chargers were going to be jammed we had an Airbnb that we didn't know, like we couldn't actually charge at the Airbnb and so i had requested a combustion car because i think <laughs> most of our viewers realize this but we're not just ev people like we all well, yeah i think all of us can appreciate manual transmission, something fun. We're still car enthusiasts. So that's kind of our opportunity to drive stuff that we don't necessarily need to make a film on. It's like the, the everyone knows about the new M3. It's not like a hot story. It was just sitting in the press fleet. We still made videos with it, but not for out-of-spec reviews. And we used that, and that was a great team car because we had to drive like six or 700 miles all around L.A., and yeah, a couple times manual transmission in traffic, sure. But uh, there was one that we were literally took like an hour to go a mile. Um, <laughs> but other than that, that's that's how we get around to get to our shoots. We gotta borrow a car. And what's cool is, you know, most automakers in major cities just leave 
a bunch of test cars around. And, you know, we, we would never borrow a car and not produce meaningful content on it, but it does allow us to, to borrow some cool stuff. It would have been funny if we had used the new B-Class electric to get around, because that would have doubled the time we would have had to be there. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, because it only has AC charging. <laughs> and our, I mean, the, at the time, it didn't charge. Audi's like, do you need to stay in our hotel? And we'd be like, yes. And they're like, wait, aren't you staying 40 miles north? Like, well, yeah, we have to charge overnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that brings me to another another thing I've appreciated this year. Um, you know, I love all the content Max is doing. I feel like it's a lot of um, a, like tangible content for a lot of people wanting to know how to get into the EV game, what EVs are relatively affordable, how to work with the tax credits. And there's a whole nother level beyond that that Kyle's kind of approaching, which is just, oh, you have three grand, you want an EV? Well, here's what you can drive. And I say drive in, I mean something else, just like let it <laughs> sit, hopefully get you from point A to halfway to point B. Like <laughs> it's, it's funny to see the striation of that. Um, so I'm excited to see more of these cheap EVs because there's so many people don't even realize exist, like the commuter car. That's such a fascinating piece of history. Um, first the city car, then the commuter car. And I can't wait to see those actually out driving. And I think with this whole upcoming kind of uh, renewable uh, EVs, like how to reuse their batteries, how to turn other old cars. Yeah, maybe you can EVs. announce that channel. We haven't officially announced it, but it starts in a few days. Yeah, out of spec renew um, because, as Matt Farah indicated, out of spec does need more channels. Um, so we are doing out of spec renew, and um, I'm really excited for this. I think a, a hilarious future project would be like a Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet EV converted, uh, of course, a Jeep Wrangler. Jeep, I, I'm looking at Wranglers, I'm a huge Jeep Wrangler enthusiast, and I, it's funny that they're looking at 2028 for the release one, and it's like, well, we could probably build one sooner than that. And of course, Jeep had their, you know, uh, whatever concept car, the, I forget what it was called, but the manual. Oh, yeah, the Wrangler. manual. They had that, that at Moab. Cool, yeah, that was a cool Jeep. But uh, again, a concept Magneto. car. Magneto. So that was a concept car that doesn't exist. Whereas uh, this whole, you know, converting gas cars to electric, it, it's funny because it's very polarizing. Some people are like, how could you do that? And others are like, well, yeah, you wouldn't buy that car for the powertrain. Like a Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet, coolest car in existence with the worst motor and transmission. <laughs> you get rid of those, then it's infinitely the coolest car in existence. So, but only I, a plaid drivetrain would be fitting for a Cross Cabriolet. <laughs> we we can't lower the power figure, <laughs> <No>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and then the first thing would be me driving it over a curb because it would, it would actually do that. <laughs> there you a go. Crossover. So. <laughs> Finally figured out the plaid powertrain. You know, uh, a friend of mine, Turo's out cars here in Colorado, and he just listed like a beat cross cabriolet on Turo. Danny J. Danny J. That's right. <laughs> so we got to go. We got to do that and do like a full video because we have some other things we want to do this coming year. Jordan, you can explain about doing some nicer content and and maybe explain your role. Of course, you're you know everything, so you'll be in a lot of videos, but more on the visual side. Explain people where you're working on. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited to do, do more more with the cohesive branding of Out of Spec. Just, um, we have so many different channels that do so many different important, unique things, um, but it's cool to have them a bit more cohesive as a brand, I think. So work on some of the visual elements of that. Um, and then I, I love high-quality content, but as we know, that is such a, like, 
it takes so much time to do like a quote unquote high quality video. Whereas without a spec, a lot of times our quality is in the actual content, like the information being portrayed. And a lot of people just throw on YouTube and listen to it anyways. Um, but it is fun to like actually make something really insanely appealing to watch. We've done little bits and pieces with introduction uh, to videos like the Volkswagen XL1 really needed a fun intro and ID4s in oh, the desert. Did, that was last year we drove the XL1. That was last. That year, was yeah. the most unique opportunity we've ever had. Yeah. Oh yeah. People think yeah. we're sponsored by Volkswagen. By the way, we flew <laughs> ourselves there and paid for everything so that we could. They, but they also pulled that out of their. So the XL1 is this weird. How do you even describe it? It was the most efficient car at the time. It's a diesel hybrid. Yeah, um, one one liter three cylinder diesel. And it was a series production car. But they had two of them left at the factory that had been sitting for eight years. And so Jordan and I approached Volkswagen. We're like, hey, we, you know, you guys know us. We review all your stuff. We want to do an XL1 story. And they literally restored one, replaced the battery, pulled it out of storage, forgot to fix the air conditioning, and then gave it to us. <laughs> it was great. I was in the ID5 behind you, fully air conditioned, <laughs> filming you. <laughs> but that, that, was, that was pretty magical. So, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of interesting <clears throat> projects that I think could be upcoming. So we'll hope to do a bit more fun content, creative things, things that look appealing, even if they're just like a cold open, like SNL style. Like, There's a lot of... I love having fun with the intro of a video because that's like the hook initially. Um, and not that we're bad at hooking people. I think people like our content because of what it is. It's very nerdy and it, it gives gets more in depth than most any channels out there. A lot of other outlets caught like make news articles about our content because of that. And so I've had Max help me with various video projects too in my own channel. And I think it'd be a lot of fun to just put a bit more oomph of effort into how the visuals look, pull the drone out. It, Kyle never does that because it adds like valuable seconds to the shoot and that's un, un, impossible to imagine so <laughs> he doesn't even get mics out at the half the time so it's it's an uphill battle with kyle sometimes but it's, it's a lot of fun and uh it, it's been cool i think in general our our quality has grown but that's really just because every year a new iphone comes out that's slightly better than last year's so that's where most of it comes from <laughs> but a lot of a lot of fun content coming that way and even out of spec merch we finally have some new merch uh coming in the works that's a teaser we're going to tell you guys just so it keeps us accountable because we're <laughs> there's so much leg leg work that has to happen with that but i've had a lot of help from ryan with that as well so it's been exciting to get these kind of gears turning and there's so much that has to unfold now so welcome to 2024 where it's all going to unfold so i guess to answer the second part of francie's question that's something i'm looking forward to is getting all these out there and as far as vehicles i mean Cybertruck. i I got to go see Francie. Oh, another highlight this year was a huge 4,000-mile road trip in the old Beak Model 3, and that was my, my first solo Tesla trip, actually. So it was, it was really interesting. I just um, got a $4,000 service bill for that car, by the way. <laughs> From the squeaking uh, of the wheel. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, the wheel went away. That no longer squeaks. Oh, good. Um, so what's you know, 4K? Uh, the coolant valve was a thousand. The glass roof was sixteen hundred. Body panels were another twelve hundred for like the aero shields underneath. Max crashed it into a pole. That's like six grand. But I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Dominic and Max both crashed it on the same side. Um, Dominic like drove over a curb and laid that thing down on like the whole side of the car and like punched it up. And so. Yeah, then Max didn't do it any favors after that. And it, yeah, but that's okay. Shit happens. So, 
we're not going to fix that those things in this one, but this is just like Jordan. You noticed the efficiency was so bad on our Model Three performance, uh, and that's because there are literally no more panels underneath the car. They've disintegrated, and um, yeah, Tesla wants twelve hundred dollars. It was incredible how well the route planner really got me there exactly with what it said it would, given all the parameters that were kind of outside its control. It's it's incredible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Just so so many cars. I mean, we're in this EV explosion era. Like two, three years ago, when you said what car was your favorite car of the year, you had like five options, and now you have like 57. So um, Volvo EX30, Cybertruck, EX90, uh, or not EX, what, EV9. I don't. There's so many I can't even remember the names um, and whatever else we can find along the way. Weird, quirky things. I love seeing the mainstream stuff. I love seeing the weird, quirky, off the side stuff that no one even knows exists. I, Facebook Marketplace knows I'm looking for cheap EVs now. Apparently, so if I if I see them, I just send them to Kyle. He probably buys it. Like that. That's just how it rolls now. <laughs> I have a few cars that I've purchased that I haven't told anyone about yet. Th- half partially thanks to you. So yeah, <laughs> the, that'll be for next year. EV hoarder. That is Kyle there. Um, thanks, Jordan. And yeah, it was great when you came down to Tennessee and saw me. That was really fun. And it's it's just been fun to also get to know everyone. So I have questions. Wait, kinda- wait, 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 wait. I, I keep interrupting, but that's only because I have a lot of questions. Um, For? I was watching and editing the Audi SQ8 video. And at the beginning of it, Francie and Jordan were doing something, but I didn't know what the heck you guys were doing. I didn't want to ask, but what was going on at the beginning of the Audi SQ8 video and on the streets of Santa Monica? Jordan and I have a, we were practicing our handshake. Secret handshake, yeah. Secret handshake. And you caught us. We we really should have put the whole thing in there. Otherwise, people are like, what? (laughs) Including Kyle. (laughs) And Colton. Well, were, I only Kyle saw it out of the corner were, of my eye. <laughs> Kyle and Colton were trying to film this car, and we're apparently distracting them, trying to figure out all the intricate maneuvers of a secret handshake. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was before video, we got though. the coconut. Yeah. That coconut. Is yeah the coconut. Yeah. I wish we like, had the whole sequence of events that led to us full ABS breaking into the coconut stand parking lot because you wanted a coconut. It. Yeah, of course. I think a lot a perfect, of the folks get it. Perfect baby carving. Yeah, it was a it was a very hairy coconut. It was perfect. <laughs> it's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> All right. Kyle, do you have any more questions or can I ask you a question? No, let's go to Colton. Oh wait, we already went to Colton. We did. Okay, Kyle. So what was your favorite Eevee that you reviewed in twenty twenty three? Oh, goodness. Do I have options? I need to go back. Jordan, can you go back to out-of-spec reviews and list some of the cars we've posted in 2023? Because I feel like I forget the early stuff. There's been a lot. 2023 has been insane for car reviews. And just, I've been trying to keep on top of all the new cars coming out. Um, Just an example, I had the Kia EV9 today before, you know, a month ahead of the press drive start and just trying to, you know, cover all the cars we can. But it, eventually, we we're going to not have the ability. Yeah, Jordan's going to give us some options because I'm trying to remember what well, we even I drove. Think I know it. I, I can you list do? them off as I see them. Macan EV's <clears throat> got to be up there, isn't it? I can't talk about driving impressions on it, though. Uh, you're right. So that can't make <laughs> it on the list. That goes live January. This is good. This is good to go back through because I forgot the Honda Moto Compacto was obviously the best car or vehicle mm-hmm. I, I drove this whole year. So Right. You did that one. That was cool. <laughs> 
That was a cool press launch because journalists kept crashing, you were saying. Oh, ever left and right. I was the only one there that didn't crash. It was crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn of events there. <laughs> uh, Kyle, we have the, the Neo ET5 wagon. I don't know. Oh, that, that, that was a great one. Intriguing because wagon. Hummer EV rocks. Lotus Electra. Oh, that was really good. That was a really good car. Cadillac Lyric. Eh. Tesla powered classic mini. <laughs> oh, Andreas was with me for that one. Right. Uh, our yes. German friend Andreas. And I also took him in the 500 horsepower supercharged V6 mini classic mini. That was a death machine on wheels. And it was the best. That was the most fun I've ever had, but that was a combustion car. We that was like all driving skill. I was say, we got to say hi to Andreas. He's not always in the comments, but he's always there. He literally watches every video. He, he'd probably win a trivia if we had a trivia at a brewery. Well, and and he just <laughs> shows fine. up sometimes. I just run into yeah. him. I ran into him in Munich. I ran into him in like the middle of nowhere, eastern Colorado. Wherever <laughs> I am, Andreas just shows up, and he's great. He's one of our closest friends. He's, uh, he's the nicest guy, big EV enthusiast in general. And uh, yeah, it's been, been great to have Andreas. And eventually, once it's like legal for him to do it. He'll make some videos and help us out and do stuff. How about the uh, Volkswagen ID buzz EV six GT performance? Lots of Tycon stuff. Both good. Tycon's great. Kyle, I'm looking for the favorite. Francie and you did the uh, Electra, right? Was that Spectre? Spectre. Spectre. Oh, Spectre. 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 Spectre was great. If Spectre was a four-door, that would be the end-all, be-all. VinFast VF8. Oh, that was very early. That's true. So we started the year with our VinFast review, which was at CES last year, also where I drove the Fisker Ocean. That VinFast sucked. But I think they've gotten better. I need to do an updated video on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my friend works at a dealer in North Carolina. They just got like a 100 of them. Awesome. So I gotta go over and do that. Because I want to yeah. see if I want to see if they're different car to car. So we gotta drive like ten in a row. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some uh, of them have like were built like at the beginning of this year and are just making it to the lot now. So we're like, where have these things been? Uh, you also did the the driving on the like frozen lake stuff with the uh, the the Twizy, right? And uh, that's right. A couple of things. Yeah, Colton was there. Ryan and Max all were there for the Nokia. We built ourselves a racetrack. In the middle of Copper Mountain, uh, parking lot in Copper Mountain, and we just went and shredded for a day. It sounds and Hyman about- crashed a BMW. Then my dad popped the tire in that BMW. It was a press car. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how about the, yeah, uh, G- the what is it? The Porsche GT4 e Performance thing. Yeah, but didn't drive it. Uh, I wish. Oh, Highland. Highland. Yeah, mm-hmm. Highland was probably, I think I called it the best car in the world. Uh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> you really liked that one. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. It, it, that, is, that is on average. For the average person, that's like that's the, that's the default choice. Well, I was going to say, the average person, you would assume multiple cars on this list. For Kyle, it's probably something weird, like a Lightning E-Motors ambulance or something was probably your favorite car of the year. Like something I like that. I forgot about that. I loved driving <laughs> the electric ambulance because I got to use the lights and sirens with the people yelling at me. You can't touch those. I'm hitting the lights and sirens in the cabin. Uh, that was great. Yeah, I've driven a lot of cars this year. The burnout in the Nikola truck was 
pretty epic too. Oh, that was true. We did a burnout in a hydrogen powered semi truck. Yeah, That's a lot of cool, cool stuff. I don't know if I can narrow it down. I think if there was one car I would want to walk away with driving all year, it would be the Spectre because it's just so next level. Um, but there were some pretty incredible ones, uh, combustion and electric. But I think we'll leave it at the Spectre because that is just that was that showed me that I did not know how quiet a car could be. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun one. I'm glad I got to be there for that. They were letting everyone else only have it for like 30 minutes to an hour. And they're like, yeah, you can have it for the night and like, go do a range and charging test on a specter. Like no (laughs) owner gives a crap about that. It was awesome. (laughs) We pulled up at 0% at Electrify America in a Rolls Royce specter. It was awesome. Probably one of the only people that will ever say that. Nah, it'll happen again when they hit their third owner. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that'll be you. Ten grand. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Rolls Royce in Colorado for fourteen grand right now. Just saying. Right. Yeah. I'll wait till they get down there. So okay, we got Kyle's favorite. Maybe. Obviously, that was really hard for him. So I want to go over to Colton and ask you a bit of a question because, as you know, everyone knows you do detailing, right? So, what was the weirdest or most interesting thing that you found while detailing an EV that maybe you wouldn't find in a traditional car? Well, I think probably the car that I have been working on this last week would be the Coda. Um, This series we've just started definitely has taken me a lot longer than I expected it to. Um, my, My detailing brain is going you know, Kyle came in the other day and he goes, oh, you're just doing a one stage on this, right? Just like quickly going over it. I'm like, no, Kyle, of course not. So that one's been probably the most interesting, I would say. It's so rare. It's way more challenging than any other vehicle that I've really done as far as, um, you know, you have to be very precise with things, but also be kind of aggressive with it. So I, I would say the Coda was definitely is still is i still have yet to finish it is probably the biggest project i've taken on to restore it and colton did you die (laughs) we lost colton (laughs) (laughs) we lost him right when we give him the mic and he dips out so uh he's still frozen i'm not sure when he'll come back (laughs) but the coda is cool and we'll have to see <laughs> what it's he comes amazing. back and says. I was just in the shop and seeing just the little bit of coda that he had done at the time, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It's literally like some people say showroom condition, but I could picture this like at a dealer. And I mean, it's basically the same condition, but it, the paint was like fried, and Colton's literally bringing it back from the dead. And now it looks like it could go back to a dealer, uh, which is pretty impressive. Wow. And it's just a car like no one knows exists, which is partially and why we got it. It'd be so cool. Like DGDG gave it to us for content. They didn't charge us for it. Pretty so they cool. just said, here's a car. So we'll keep it nice. We'll keep that code of nice. Well, it was $1. Yeah, but I never actually <laughs> paid them the dollar. Kyle, yes, you did. <laughs> you better watch out for interest on that, Kyle. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeez Louise, you really got to walk these But I guess, the, I mean, sometimes. in terms of car purchases, if we're on there for a second, Ryan got a new Model 3. LFP. How's that yeah. going for you, Ryan? It's lovely. I uh, just took it out on a 1100 mile road trip out to California. Uh, no problems. I actually, surprisingly, in contrast to Jordan, the route planner had quite a few problems where if I listened to it, I would have just been like 15% short to get to the next charger. Um, but I mean, 
fortunately I'm able to figure it out and I know that it's going to take more than like 30% to go from green river to Salina. Yeah. It has problems on that particular stretch. The yeah. green river stretch and Tesla do not get along for some reason. Don't know why, but I mean, aside from minor problems, I've, I have had it uh, in for like a, a bunch of minor things. Four times they've come in for like the screen was wobbly or glove box didn't open. Uh, so some small problems, but overall I've been really happy with it and it's been a great car and a great upgrade from the bolt. That's right. I remember that we sent off your bolt with a track day. <laughs> and then you traded on it snow in. tires. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan had like blizzax on there. And we're like, yeah, go send it around for a few laps of high planes. And you were just chunking the tires. It was great. Fun. Yeah, I mean, it was a blast. I'll remember that, that one for a while. A good time. Francie and Jordan still need to get electric cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a zero. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, Jordan. You have a zero electric I, motorcycle. I bought. I bought a zero and literally daily drove rode it for the whole summer. I mean, every single day that was all I rode, which was awesome. So it works great. I'm, I'm waiting for my CEO four sooner rather than later. Hopefully. Yeah, she wants the BMW like Tron looking scooter. Yeah, it's really nice. cool. Oh, looks like we have Colton back. Hi, Colton. You were just too excited about the coda that it threw you off of this plane. Yeah, it exploded. Everything shut off here. No, my phone died, of course, out of spec style. Uh, Of course. You're just riding that charging curve. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you were saying that you love the coda. Jordan said that he went out and he saw it and it looks great. So anything else on the coda? Uh, no, it's going to be a long project still, uh, still looking forward to actually finishing it. Um, it's, it's one of those projects that I just lay awake at night going, am I ever going to finish this damn thing? So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. For yes. That. I want to drive it. I know Kyle's ready to drive it. He's got the title coming in very, very soon. If not, he already has it. I don't yeah, know. I gotta check the mail. Definitely nice. got to check the mail, but yeah. Nothing good of- comes in the mail except no. for Coda titles. So Only bills and credit it. cards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one to check them out. And often. invites to parties, but maybe y'all don't get those. Okay, I've got a question for Max. Max, what was the best lesson that you learned and got to impart on your audience, the out-of-spec guide audience or whatever audience, with your work this past year? Uh, well, this is going to sound kind of boring, but the best lesson and the thing I keep hammering home to people is like when it comes to charging your electric car, yeah, we've covered really well all of the problems with especially CCS, public fast charging. I think level two and AC charging, I have learned personally myself this year, becoming an EV owner uh, and just educating others is so vital. Whether it's in a garage, whether it's some way you have of installing an apartment, whether it's a big blink or charge point or SEMA Connect installation somewhere uh, that has, you know, airport parking lots, mall parking lots, ski resorts. Like I'm increasingly finding like this is where EVs make sense. This is actually what makes EV ownership more convenient than a gas car. We need to stop thinking about DC fast chargers as an analog for gas stations, except when necessary. Because when people talk about like, oh, 
my gosh, electric cars are terrible for the grid and it's so expensive. A lot of that actually is kind of true with DC fast charging. It, uh, don't get me wrong, it's great. I mean, like unlike the, the e-golf that Kyle just bought, you probably want DC fast charging if you're gonna be taking long trips. I'm glad my Polestar can do it. And yet most of the time, I am sharing a post at a charge point at a speedy three kilowatts and you know what, living that way, driving not that much day to day, that's where like for the normal person, EV ownership is fine, you actually save costs and where we need to be. I want offices, I want workspaces, I want everywhere as possible to have level two charging. So imparting that like, yes, DC fast charging is important, we focus on it too much. That has been kind of the big lesson that I've enjoyed um, imparting on people this year. That's a really good point. Uh, we have one episode on the podcast with Jordan and I when we looked at an NREL study, the National Renewable Energy Lab study, where they, based on different scenarios of how many EVs will be on the roads by 2030, 2040, how many chargers we need, but the vast majority are the at-home and the at-work charging, not the DC fast chargers. So I think that's important to keep in mind. So that is a cool lesson. Thanks, We Matt. just need to put DC chargers at work. Yeah, really? if, if it's out of spec or the uh, the energy office at certain places, maybe it makes sense. Uh, by, I was just the Tyson's Corner Mall where they have an Electrify America station, by the way. Imagine a better place to be than a busy parking lot of a congested shopping mall at an Electrify America. Free, yeah. great place to spend time. Yeah. Right, yeah, I don't want to be I there do. at all. I've been to that station before. Yeah, we should probably... We should track all the stations that Kyle has been to, or maybe the team. Maybe we can hit every station, including the Francie one in Tampa, which I will never shut up about. That's right. You have your own station named after you by EVGO. Exactly. It's in Tampa. If anyone's seen it, let me know. Let's, let me know how Francie's doing. Okay. So, Ryan, you are our data guy. I mean, I think everyone probably likes data here, but you are very data forward. You've also been helping me so much with the podcast lately, so Thank you. Y'all don't know, but Ryan is helping me behind the scenes. He is awesome. It has been so great. I am very happy. So Ryan, in the world of data and range testing, which you're a part of a lot at the, and the rate your charge, it's all data oriented. Was there a surprising result that you came across this past year that maybe defied your expectations or challenged some either common perceptions or a perception that you had about EVs or EV performance? Yeah, so a couple honorable mentions. One was the Mercedes AMG EQE. So I've been fortunate enough to be in a lot of cars, and I'm pretty harsh on them. I do not like SUVs. That was one of the first cars north of 100 grand that I was like, you know what? Yep, totally get it. This is worth every bit of 130 grand. Really? You liked that one so much? Loved the EQE it. 53 AMG SUV. I'm not sure in what order. <laughs> there was no 53. All of yes. <laughs> AMG EQE SUV. That was. Ah. That was it doesn't say 53 in the U.S.? Uh, the, not in the U.S. There might have oh, a Oh, because in Europe, in Europe, you can get a 43 or 53. So that's right. We only get the AMG. But you, yes, we had that white one. Yep. That thing, oh, excuse me. That thing ripped. <laughs> yes. It did well on the range tests. Uh, far exceeded the EPA uh, range. And did well on the 10% challenge. It was such a lovely thing to be in and spend time in. And it was such low voltage, but it performed so well. Yeah, great That was the thing that, yeah, that really blew me away was, yeah, really consistent performance for a like a 330-volt nominal car. Yeah, 
another honorable mention uh, goes out to my own car, which nearly matched its EPA rating, which is pretty surprising for Tesla. They usually are pretty severe at underperforming. But one thing that I found super interesting when looking at our own data. So if we like look at like battery chemistry and a lot of like official data and stuff and look at how batteries perform regard, uh, regarding to temperature, we see that they should be best somewhere around 80 degrees Fahrenheit. However, looking at our range tests, the hotter it is, the better it is pretty much full mm. stop. It, it doesn't get hot enough, at least in Colorado where we're doing the tests, that the AC load is uh, more impactful than the warm weather is helping the battery chemistry. So I thought that was super interesting. I thought that, you know, when we're testing in 90, 100 plus degrees, that we would see a significant loss in a, a range or efficiency, but that wasn't really the case that much. I'd imagine if the temperature were a lot higher, we'd start to see that, but I was definitely really surprised to see that we didn't really see range fall off at our highest temperatures for range tests. Very cool. Thanks, Ryan. Good, yeah. Good data analysis, Ryan. Ryan's really good at that. I love people whose brains work that way because mine, you can get me there, but it's not, it's not supernatural. So I really so maybe appreciate we, you. We should have like a quick chat about our testing that we've done this year and what we want to do. We've developed the 10% challenge. Ryan and I did that together. No, go ahead. <laughs> So, well, Ryan and I have a podcast coming out soon too about the um, range testing as well. Okay, okay. So we do we do full range testing. We do full charge testing and curves, theoretical maximums. We do ten percent challenges. We do race to Vegas, which has been a hugely popular series, and we're about to film another one next week for CES. I still haven't decided what the heck we're going to race to Vegas. Um, I was thinking we could do e golf, leaf. I don't know, Bolt. <laughs> I'm out. All, all these crappy ones. Well, there uh, yeah, goes our year of productivity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good thing for We get to Vegas in a year. <laughs> yeah, we should leave now. We'll make it to CES. <laughs> yeah, what else do we do? We have a bunch of different Capacity tests. Capacity testing. We now have a trailer and a winch. Well, we've had that for a bit, actually. But <laughs> yeah, but I put the winch on the trailer recently. So now we can okay. actually run cars to zero and winch them up on the trailer. Yeah, there's more to come. Maybe we should do an episode on all of our tests, what we want to do, how to, how can we do things a little bit more accurately. But uh, as an example, we're only including vehicles that we run here in Colorado on our loop as comparable range test results. Um, and that is mostly because of the elevation and air density difference up here at 5,000 feet, which doesn't seem like much, but does make a difference. And we want everything to be as apples to apples as possible. Bunch, bunch of testing. We all did a yeah. bunch of testing this year. It's been crazy. Yeah, some good tests, so stay tuned. That would be fun to do a podcast outlining all of those. Good idea, Kyle. Okay, Jordan, welcome back to the team. I mean, I, you were here before me, and then I came along, so how dare I say that? But what do you think <laughs> was the most significant change or development in the EV landscape in this past year that stood out to you and that is going to shape the future of EVs in 2024? I think just general comfort. Uh, I'm seeing, I, I do tons of road trips and this year I did a ton in my Miata, even when I was not kind of without a spec, just personally and seeing so many more people road tripping their EVs. You know, years ago when Kyle started out of spec motoring, that was like, people were like, what? <laughs> that's the car you take from home to the grocery store and back and have range anxiety. That's the, the literally EV and range anxiety have gone hand in hand forever. And I think we're at this 
pivot point where people are starting to realize it's not that much of a difference. In fact, sometimes the the perks far outweigh. Well, I we think the perks outweigh, but people are finally coming around to that aspect of, oh, I don't have to really go to a gas station ever again because I charge at home. Or maybe you don't charge at home and you figured out how to do public charging. Road trips are really not that big of a deal. In fact, I I get to my destination feeling better than I would if I was in the Miata or any gas car. Because if in a gas car, I'm just hauling. Like I literally stop fuel for the 18 seconds, keep going, and I get to my destination so tired of sitting. Um, of course, if I was Rolls-Royce, it'd be different maybe, but uh, with, with most electric cars now, you, you're forced to stop a bit. Not a ton, not as much as people think. I think people just, it, it's the comfort around the car, but it's also the comfort around the data. People are starting to understand, it's slow, but people are starting to understand charging curves. You're not sitting there charging from zero to 100 on a road trip. Um, you, you have to understand how fast the char- car charges at different rates. It's annoying how companies market these things because sometimes that's really misleading and people, all they know is what they're told because they don't often go research themselves. I think most of our audience does all the research themselves and they're, they're, they're a bit more nerdy with that. But the general day-to-day consumer, I've seen an uptick in comfort level throughout the year and that's pretty encouraging. And it's it's been fun to talk to people who are not car people, they're not tech people, they're not EV people, but they bought an EV. And it's been fascinating to pick their brain on how, how their brain worked with that. And the, the stress level has gone way down just after living with it for a month or so. Very cool. Good point. Comfort in a variety of ways. Thanks, Jordan. All right. I've got one last question to ask all of you, and we're going to do rapid fire around the circle, starting with Kyle. If you had to drive one EV for the rest of your life, what would it be? Go. Rolls-Royce Spectre. Max? Uh, Nissan Leaf. OG. Max, how the hell would you get anywhere? <laughs> Kyle, I just ride my bike everywhere. The world. I'm not going to actually drive the EV. Uh, okay, if you had to drive one EV, yeah. But if you really, what, what you? No, you no, my actual EV? one would uh, probably be like this is so boring, but like R1T with the dual motor because I think that's the better powertrain to get, and not Max Pack as we learned today, uh, just large pack configured. I think that'd be really fun, and I could do a lot with that. So I'm going to take that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I actually Ryan. think that's the correct choice. R1T is just the one thing that can do it all. Because Kyle already took the uh, Rolls-Royce, I think I'd actually go with that Mercedes-AMG EQE SUV. Wow. Nice. Blue <laughs> Colton's mind. shocker. Jordan? Wow, actually, Mercedes coming in hot. The cars that were so ugly that are now people are loving. And oh, Francis, okay. you love the Mercedes electric cars. I like the, they're bulbous. I mean, they're, the they're SUVs cute. look way better. I like them. They're yeah, big so on TikTok Francis, too. You? Really? I see people making shorts of like, this is what electric cars are. Cause they're the flashiest, you know, most blingiest ones. And so people film them. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, so Francis, you drove an EQS when we filmed the Mercedes charging lounge. That was your first time in a modern electric Mercedes. Um, but you had been in my B class before that. So yeah. what was your impression of the EQS SUV? Oh, it was great. I loved it. I, I think it drove really well. Um, I mean, the software is here and there, but we got to you know drive that and experience the Mercedes-Benz North American Charging Network, the first opening in Atlanta. So it was a whole, a whole experience of Mercedes. So that was fun. I liked that EV. I could see myself owning that one. But, well, yeah. you can pick those up on the cheap. You can wow. get like an EQS non-SUV, 
pretty reasonably priced used right now. All right, I'll look into it. I think they're only going down, too. Oh, yeah, there's no way they're going up. (laughs) (laughs) These things are going to be so cheap in a couple of years, Ryan. We're going to have like a fleet of EQS 454 Maddox just lining the street. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a time, I think it was in the beginning of this year, there was a lot of people going around getting crazy, like, Four hundred ish dollar beast deals on an EQS. Wow. Yes, and yeah, I think Zach was hooking a lot of people up with that. Zach Black Model Three on Twitter, and yeah, there were four or five hundred dollar a month leases on on a hundred and ten thousand dollar Mercedes products. That's pretty good. All right, yeah. Jordan, over to you. Easiest answer ever: Tesla Roadster with the battery upgrade three The R eighty pack, which the price went up uh, like two months ago, so. It's a bummer. Oh. It's like 30 grand for the battery now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. This is our fantasy. So you can have it, Jordan. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. No, he's not DC fast charging anywhere. <laughs> Mine's going to be really boring. Model 3 performance. Yeah, we knew that was coming. He's yeah, Colton, you own that car. He owns own two Model car. 3s. He's living the dream. Two of them. Yes, I do. I, I just love that car so much. It just does everything I need. Throw the doggos in the back. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Well, I would do the VW ID Buzz. <laughs> cool. Interesting. Nice. I like it. That would be fun. Well, Oh, yeah, wait, thanks. before you end. Okay. Maybe we can talk about what we're looking forward to car-wise in 2024. That was actually my next question. What are we looking forward to in Oh, 2024? I thought you were going to say, oh, and thanks for joining. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Kyle. What are you looking forward to in 2024? Ionic 5N, Cybertruck, Tri-Motor, which all the reviews were on the Tri-Motor, but all the ones they're delivering are the dual motor, which is sketchy. EV9, I just drove today, thought it was truly fantastic. Um, VinFast VF9. Nice. I hope they got their shit together. (laughs) (laughs) VinFast still is not committed to NAX. Uh, Could you imagine trying to sell a worse product without NAX support? No. Anyone else? What are y'all looking forward to in 2020? I really want to see what the EX90 uh, looks like since that's been delayed because of, you know, software, what else in the car industry. Uh, But I really want to see, you know, basically uh, Volvo's first kind of fully ambitious take on a uh, bespoke electric platform. That's going to be exciting to see. So can't wait for that. Uh, In the same way that the XC90, right, the 2015 uh, SPA generation really introduced a new era for them that I think has aged quite well. I really want to see where this ends up. Cool. Ryan, any ideas? Uh, I was just going to say, piggybacking on Max, the the Polestar 3, I already mentioned Cybertruck back in my earlier segment. I'm very excited for that. But the Polestar 3 uh, and 4, honestly, I'm excited to drive those. I've ridden in them, but I'm excited to drive them. And the Polestar 3 I drove did not have the Dolby Atmos sound system enabled, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to see if they did Dolby Atmos better than Lucid, which I think won't be hard because I'm not super impressed with Lucid's. Um, so, yeah, Lucid sound system's kind of weak. But Jordan, you were with us when we were with that Acura ZDX dude, right? Yep. I yep. learned so much about car audio in the ZDX. Was yeah. it Bang and Olufsen presentation? Yeah. It was pretty fast. That dude was great. Uh, we need to podcast with them. Do we have his contact info somewhere? Yeah. 
Okay, great. I'll find him. Is he your best friend now? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> way back. Eliana twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Jordan makes friends with everyone wherever we go. So whenever we meet someone, I'm like, Jordan, have you do you remember this person? They're like, Oh yeah, I was just texting him, you know, three hours ago. <laughs> it's really funny. Sorry, I what about you, Rye Guy? To continue on the Volvo train, the EX thirty, I'm really excited about. Uh, my girlfriend, Caitlin, is very seriously considering that for her next car. Replace that 08 Prius. But uh, Really? Yeah, she's I, kind of a Tesla hater. And I thought an EV hater, but I guess not. No, she's she's fine with EVs, does not like Tesla. Uh, but she has, has said, like, a lot of... It's frustrating that a lot of the problems she has with Tesla seem to be there with the Volvo. Like, they, it seems like the EX30 copied the worst parts of Tesla in, like... The glove box is only accessible from the screen and all that stuff in the screen. There's no center driver's display. So stuff like that, I think, will be frustrating. But I'm really excited to see it in person and see if it's if it's what they're saying it is. Colton? Okay, so this is a weird one for me because I don't like SUVs at all. But we are in the search for a new vehicle for my wife. Three main cars. EV9, which Kyle drove today and called me and he's like, dude, this thing is freaking awesome. And I was like, wow, Okay. Lucid Gravity. I'm really interested to see how that rolls out. And then the Volvo EX90 as well. Big SUVs. Curious to check them out. Of course, Rivian's in that list, but nothing's really changing with R1S. Well, the Rivian is getting a mid-cycle refresh sometime Ooh. this year. Oh, okay. With, I, I heard rumors of a heat pump. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Wait, it doesn't have a heat pump? No. No. Oh. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. <laughs> you know. All right. It's got big ass battery. That's how it solves its problems. Yes. So apparently not big enough with the max pack. Two point three miles a kilowatt hour. Here we come. Yeah. Well, that's on a great day. I'm my truck's average I think is one point four over its fifty thousand miles almost. Well you have scaffolding on our vehicle. One point five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We've all got a million reasons why that's true. Towing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all the shit that's on it, tires. <laughs> yeah, I thought Colton was going to say Model Three Performance, uh, High, yeah, Highland or whatever they're calling it mm-hmm. over here will be. I'm very yeah. intrigued about that one too. Actually, they said it's going to be for the performance enthusiast electric driver, and I'm like, that describes all of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's got to be better than Ionic 5N, which looks like the next spiciest small hot hatch car. I don't know about Max, though. Max is more of the brown on beige color combo guy. <laughs> He's the, the Volvo 850 wagon. <laughs> Stealth. I've got the Brembo brake still, the performance package, the curved alloy wheels. I shaved That's a little true. bit of extra weight off them. I'm hardcore. <laughs> Freshly curved. Yeah, Max, you 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 hit your Polestar in the same spot you hit the Model Three. It what was are you my doing to that? Punishment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing to your cars? I, I shouldn't speak. I don't want to crash a bunch. Put one ding on an out of spec car. I'll just let everyone know that. Keep it up. Sparkling yeah. record. Yeah, I re- really change. appreciate. Oh, come on, don't jinx me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I appreciate all y'all coming on to the podcast today. This is really fun. Um, hopefully everyone watching enjoyed it. And thank you everyone who watches and listens to anything out of spec for your support, for your contributions to the conversation. And generally, thank you for tuning into the work we're doing over here. What do you want to see in 2024? Do you think it's different than what you're actually going to see in 2024? 
Our work over here is super fun. It is long hours. It's hard work. It's creative problem solving. And it's also pretty rewarding in the end. So I'm happy to be on the team as we wrap up the year. And we appreciate everyone who has been watching and listening and contributing to our work. So thank you. Happy New Year to you all. We will see you in 2024. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.